I'm going to pray and jump into the message here. God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for this chance to be together. Thank you for every shot, thought shared there. That God, you're speaking to each of us through your word. And uh, we just pray you continue to speak into us. God, help us develop habits to be in your word and to hear from you. I pray you just use this time of me sharing to encourage people. Um, just a few thoughts about being in the word and just some stuff you taught me this week. God, I thank you for the way you speak to me in the word. And I just pray be an example and just an encouragement anything you gave me this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, I've been encouraged by this When Your Bible series. The one in your Bible is near and dear to me. I have one that's a little more tattered than some of those new ones. Um, I don't know how you did trying to get into the Bible for the first time, but I became a Christian when I was about 14 at a teen conference and went back home and tried to get into the Bible here and there. And I had this teen Bible, and it had some topics at the back. And so if I had a particularly bad week, like if I was really stressed out or sad or girl problems or whatever, there was like sections for all those things in the back. And so I would go to those once in a while. Occasionally I go to some conference or think it was important to read the Bible, and so I pick it up and turn it to Genesis and start reading, and then fizzle out an Exodus or Leviticus, never to make it past there, and put it back on the shelf for a year or two. That was kind of my experience um, being in the Bible. When I went to college, I went to a sister church of this up in Fort Collins, and they started giving away these one-year Bibles, and so I took one home and still was kind of using it the same way. And I had this Bible study leader named Tom, and he was living in the dorms, and he was reading this thing every day, and then he would write down a thought from the Word in a little booklet. The church up there was giving away these little flip books that were this big, so you could put it in your pocket and carry it around. And I'd run into him every day being in the dorms, like just by the rooms or at dinner or something. And every day he'd share some thought from the Word and ask what I read. And usually I'd repeat something from church or I had something from two weeks ago when I actually read the Bible. And it was just nothing that I was really reading in the Word. And as that went on, I, I wouldn't call it anything else than I was kind of shamed into it after time, that I didn't want to say that I hadn't read anything in two weeks. And so I started to read a little more just so when Tom asked, I'd have something to say. But over time, over maybe a year or two, it developed in the habit of hey, being in God's Word is something really good and doing something good in my life. And so... By about a couple years, it became a habit and something I've been trying to do since then for years now. And there's nothing magical about this one-year Bible. There's a lot of systems and ways to get into it. But I'll say this. I do good with easy things because hard things I don't do well at. And it's worked for me, and it's been a blessing to a lot of people I've seen use it just because it's really easy. You can pick it up. It's just 15 minutes. All you have to know is what day it is, and your phone can tell you that. So... Good. I think a few things that I've been encouraged about just being in the Bible every day and using that. Um, remember, um, really, is that it gives God a chance to speak to me personally every day. Psalm one nineteen eighteen says, "Open my eyes that I may behold wonderful things from your law." I just believe that when I get in the Bible and I just pick this up, it's more than just prescriptive thoughts or good wisdom, but that God can really speak to me. 
And he says, you know, this verse is really saying, open my eyes that I may behold something wonderful. God's Spirit can speak to us through the Word. And I believe that. And another thing on there is that it sows to the Spirit daily. And that verse in there, Galatians 6, 7, and 8, says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And I've been convicted, even this month as we've been doing this series, thinking, what am I really sowing to in my life? You know, getting in the one year is good, and reading this for 15 minutes, it's a great step to do this every day over not. But how much am I sowing it? And how much am I sowing to things that sow to the flesh? Spending time in the car listening to the radio, or watching TV, or a movie at night, or just movies on for the kids, or newspaper, or website, or this app, or that app. It's just all this information coming in. What's really sowing to my spirit to grow me in the things I want to grow in and to do what God wants to do in my life? And really much of it is just going to come down to how much am I spending in the Word. And it's convicting to me to think, God, help me grow and being a man in the Word all the more that you're speaking into my life and you have that platform. And the last thing I put on there is that it builds my character. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All Scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. God's Word builds character in our life. And even more than just hearing the Word on a Sunday or opening up the Bible once in a while when we're in trouble, having God be able to speak to us every day is what builds character It's what builds us to be more in the image of God. And so I believe in reading this Bible every day and trying to grow by letting God speak to us, speak to me, and grow in my character. And so, without further ado, this week, one thing I read, I... uh, I was taking notes for the week on all these laws on Leviticus, and it would have been a really exciting teaching, let me tell you. And then Saturday I read Psalm 37 in there and took notes, and I felt like I'll just do that. And so I'm going to spare you a little bit, and we'll read Psalm 37. Maybe some other time I'll teach on Leviticus. So Psalm 37. It's yesterday in your one-year Bible, if you've got one and you bring it with you. I don't know. But it's up on the screen there. It says, Do not worry about the wicked, or envy those who do wrong. For like grass, they will soon fade away. Like spring flowers, they soon wither. Trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Take delight in the Lord, and He will give you your heart's desires. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust Him, and He will help you. He will make your innocence radiate like the dawn, and the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for the Lord to act, for Him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. Stop being angry. Turn from your rage. Do not lose your temper. It only leads to harm. For the wicked will be destroyed, but those who trust in the Lord will possess the land. Soon the wicked will disappear. Though you look for them, they will be gone. The lowly will possess the land and live in peace and prosperity. So I just picked about 
There was a number of action points of theirs and how we can respond to the Lord that were touching my heart and then some promises God had along with that. So I'll just go through a few of them here that God was speaking to me on. The first thing it said to do in there was to trust in the Lord. And that can be kind of generic. What does trust in the Lord mean? But as I was chewing on it, I just thought, do I believe that God will act? Do I believe in what God says? Will I trust God this week for my salvation? Will I trust that He answers prayer? Will I present my prayers before Him? Because it's in that verse 2, I thought of Proverbs 3.5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Will I lean on my own understanding, my own way of how I think things want to work out this week? Or will I trust in God, trust in the Lord this week? Will I worry about tomorrow and get freaked out about what's going to happen tomorrow or what life will bring? You know, that verse in Matthew six thirty four there says, So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And one thing I thought about was just trusting in God was just even in the firehouse of can we trust in God here to save the lost and do a work this year and lean not on our own understanding or worry? Um, you know, we talked at the end of the year, just looking at last year, and thought, I think last year we've had the least baptisms and people kind of coming new into the faith and getting baptized in a while. And for me, it was an opportunity to just trust in God and trust that he wanted to do something new and not lean our own understanding of um, something we need to go work harder and do ourselves, but believe that God wants to act and trust what he says and promises and continue to seek him for it over this next year. And it's something I was trying to continue to trust in. Another thing it says to do in Psalm 37 there is to take delight in the Lord. And this gets into a response of our heart, not just believing something, but I was trying to chew on yesterday, what does it mean to delight in the Lord, have Him be the delight of our heart, to be delighting in Him? And one of the things comes down to spending time in the Word, what this whole series is about. Will I stop and read what God wrote to me and the words He put there for me to understand Him better and to grow? Will I take time out to delight in Him? Will I meditate on his character? We have a good, perfect God who has character that's worthy of our worship. Will I stop and meditate on that and understand better who he is and take the word in a way that I can understand him? Will I consider what he's done for us? Psalm 103.2 says, Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. God does so many good things for me, and sometimes I don't venture from point one to trust Him, to ask Him, to be looking to Him, to turn around and thanking Him when He's doing work, when He's bringing goodness, when He's bringing character, when He's blessing the church. Do I take delight in what He's done and who He is and the good things that He does for us? We grow in just thanking Him. And as I thought about this thought of just taking delight in the Lord, 
you know, personally, we had a tough year and, and lost a daughter and had a tough year last year. And more and more, I just need to learn to take delight in who God is and what his character is like and the good things he's done for us. And my hope and encouragement comes directly from, am I doing that? Am I delighting in who God is and what he does for us? And as I thought about this verse, this section, I thought, God, help me grow all the more this year and just delighting in you, delighting in being with you, delighting in who you are. Because that's really going to work on my heart and have me in relationship with God. Another thing it says to do in there is to commit everything you do to the Lord. And this kind of gets into everything in my life committed to God. I think we tend to split things out, and I do as much as anyone to think there's things in my life that are holy when I can have my quiet time and read my Bible or when I'm going to church or certain things, and there's certain things I just got to get through, like driving to work or being at work or doing yard work or being at home. But this is commit everything you do to the Lord is what the scripture tells me. And so I want to have my whole life handed over to Him. And so some ways I was thinking of doing that. One is just working as unto the Lord. Like there's some things, am I working away in all those arenas, whether it seems noble or ignoble, in a way that brings honor to the Lord, that's working hard for Him, that's the same way as if it was in any arena. Am I in faith in those things? Think of let everything being done as an act of faith. Not mailing in parts of my life or ignoring parts and trying harder in others. But what does God want me to bring to certain things? What does God want me to be in faith for in my home or in work or in church? or All these arenas, God wants me to be in faith and committing all those things to the Lord. You know, one of the things I think about is committing our plans as a church. Um, we can do a lot of things and we can have all these things on our calendar that Rob announced and meetings every night of the week but without really committing it to the Lord and being in faith that he's going to do something it's just a lot of meetings on our calendar but we commit that to the Lord and be in faith that he wants to do something to it do something with it and I think of my own life I think of I work I started a new job in the last few weeks and it's, it's easy to think about that's my non-spiritual side of life and I need to go work real hard at it and get it get comfortable in that arena. But I think God just wants me to be in faith of why well, work is that something the Lord gave me and he wants me to work hard and he wants me to have that in an arena that's handed over to him and be faith for fruit and all those things. Commit everything I do to the Lord. Another thing it says to do here in Psalm 37 is to be still in His presence. This is a hard one for me. Being still is not in my wheelhouse usually. I'm more of a mover. So I can't even stay still up here. <laughs> I'm not good still. I don't know. But God says be still in my presence. And I read that and it's kind of intimidating going, Still. 
And some of the things he was talking to me about, one is just listening. Will we sit and listen to God? Will I listen to what he wants to speak to me? And that gets into this series on the one year. Will we read it and think God really wants to speak something to me today? In the quiet of my house, before the sun comes up, before I go to work, does God have something he wants to speak? Probably he does, and it's a matter of am I going to be in faith and listening to what he wants to tell me? Am I ready to write down a verse and be ready to what God wants to say and obey it? Am I sensitive for the opportunities God brings into my life? I get busy, and then I miss things God wants to do because I'm running around, I'm not listening to him. And be still is, and listening is a little hard. I think sometimes I'm just busy and running from one thing to another. And Sarah reminds me simple things. My wife, like, should we help the neighbors? Should we try to bring them dinner? Should we have someone over that I totally miss because I'm running around a million ways at times? I need to learn to listen and listen to what God has for me and be in prayer. I think another part of being still in his presence I was thinking about was not looking at the waves. And that's talking about Matthew 8 when Jesus is on the boat with the disciples and the waves are going up all around them. In verse 8, 24 and 25, it says, And behold, there arose a great storm on the sea, so that the boat was being covered with the waves. But Jesus himself was asleep, and they came to him and woke him, saying, Save us, Lord, we are perishing. I think about that, and all the time in my life, I think... It's not a stretch for a lot of us to think there's the waves of life going on around and it's just kind of going crazy and there's stress and there's hard things. And there's all those waves of things. And sometimes I I can relate with the thought of Jesus being asleep on the boat when that all goes around. I feel like I'm going through it and I'm trying to pray and there's just no immediate answers or relief and the waves just keep going. And it's tempting to just get stressed and try harder and turn into a bee and fly over the place and try to fix everything and keep on top of the waves. But can we just be still and see Jesus asleep in the boat and think he has it in his control? He's going to win. He can control the waves. He can put them down. But he has this here. And he's not just ignoring or as slow as we consider slowness. But will we trust him in that? And put taking time in your day to slow down. Um, I'll be honest. Some days it feels like just turning off the radio in the car and praying is a good step. And it's probably better than listening to the radio. But it's not the same as being still and being in God's presence completely if I'm half driving and half trying to pray. It's different. Do I have time to really slow down and turn off the email and turn off all the noise and life and busy and pray? And then I put, be like Mary. And I'm not going to read through all of that, but that's the story of the two sisters. And one is, is busy working for Jesus and getting everything done and preparing a meal and taking care of guests. And the other is just sitting at his feet listening. I'm a lot more like the busy person and not the sit at the feet and listen type. So I want to be more like that, just to listen to Jesus. And on a personal note, for me, life is just 
felt busy. Like I mentioned, I started a new job, but it was a pretty stressful end of the old job. It got kind of busy out the door and, and calling me over the last weekends to try to squeeze out some last work and knowledge and trying to get me to stay late on my last day to finish stuff up and some contentious talks in between. We had to figure out a second card to try to get to a new job a little farther away and and my family kind of rotated sickness for two weeks and so life was just kind of busy and I was really encouraged with this just to think God wants me in the midst of all that stuff just to slow down and do like we're told in Psalm 46.10 or this to be still and know that I am God and don't get worked up trying to run faster, trying to fit more in. We just be still before God. And it's that fellowship with God and stillness that allows Him to speak to me and accomplish His will in my life. And the last command it has in there that I picked out is wait patiently for Him to act. And again, this is kind of like the waves in some ways of don't panic don't just look at the waves and think he's not going to do it I need to jump out of the boat and swim to shore or throw the anchor down or whatever else I'm not much of a nautilist but whatever else you would do (laughs) don't panic but wait patiently for him to act because my tendency is to take things into my own hands to panic to try to just do what I can if I don't see God acting fast And then to be in prayer and be expectant. You know, I think of patience and prayer, that's hard. When I pray, I want God to answer immediately. Like, I prayed for it, prayed for money, and then, like, it went in my bank account immediately. Or I prayed for someone to get saved, and they came in the door, and I shared with them. And and sometimes that's my attention span, is I think about it a day, and then I forget about it, but wait patiently for God to act. To me, is will we keep praying for something? Will we keep asking Him to act, even if it's not immediate? Even if the waves don't go down immediately, or we see that answer right away? Some things I was thinking about with that. You know, one is just praying to bear fruit. Like I mentioned, just praying to bear fruit as a church and see us continue to reach people in the neighborhood and uh, draw people into relationship with Christ. And I believe God wants me to keep waiting patiently and praying for Him to act in that. You know, another one I think about bearing fruit in our own lives. Some ways of their last year was a little more introspective and less reaching out and reaching out to our friends and neighbors, but just being patient with God and praying that He bring those opportunities in our life. I think about praying for our kids. There's some things that are short, like we want a battle over something to end today, but there's some prayers that God wants us to be patient in and ask how they'll turn out when they're adults and pray for 15 years down the road that we'll be patient and keep praying for God to act and keep asking Him for those things. And then to close, I just want to read a few of the promises there was about five things it told us to do and then there's promises attached to each of those of the blessing God would bring which is encouraging for me so I'll just read a few few of those because it was good but it said trust in the Lord or trust in the Lord and do good then you will live safe in the land and prosper take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires 
Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust Him. And He will help you. And it also promises He will make your innocence radiate like the dawn. And the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. And we're promised those who trust in the Lord will possess the land. And that the lowly will possess the land and live in peace and prosperity. And so I was encouraged as we grow in these things, as I can, of trusting in God and delighting and committing what's in my life and being still and waiting for Him, that all this blessing comes back in my life. Some of those things can feel hard, but God really wants to bless my life through trusting and waiting on Him and sitting at His feet. So, that's just a little window, one chapter I read this week. Just a few things God gave to me. I trust it encourages you. Um, And I trust God will continue to speak to you in the Bible. And if you're still thinking about it, I think we still have a few of those Bibles in the hall. I'd encourage you to take one home and think about just doing the 15 minutes and reading the daily reading and see if God might speak to you. I think God wants to grow and just speaking to each of us, having his word in our life and just speaking to us in a personal way. Let's pray. God, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. We thank you that you're faithful to speak to us through it. God, that it's living and active. God, that you open our eyes to behold wonderful things that you build our character. And God, in some of these things, I just do pray for me and for us. God, you'd help us sit at your feet. God, you'd help us commit our work to you. You'd help us trust in you. Wait patiently for you. Be still. God, those are all things we can grow in and just being a disciple sitting at your feet. And I pray you grow us in that this week. Help us be at your feet, even as it relates to being in the Word and in prayer. Uh, And really, disciples that want to hear from you and be transformed. We pray you continue to transform us into your image. Um, I pray you bless, bless this week. And thank you for this time together. In Jesus' name, amen.